0: Welcome to Witham's Sounding Board, a podcast sharing powerful business tips, insights, and trends for those seeking to become a rock star in their industry. Welcome to Witham's Perspectives from the Bankruptcy Cliff, where we provide a perspective on various questions related to insolvency and bankruptcy affecting individuals and businesses. I'm John Liska, and I'll be your host for today's session. I'm a member of Witham's Forensic and Valuation Services Group. And our team focuses on the unique needs of individuals and businesses going through a reorganization process experiencing financial distress or considering bankruptcy as an option today i'm joined by missy urban who is also a member of the team to get her perspective on pre-bankruptcy planning we do need to start out by reminding everyone that the information you're about to hear is general in nature and should not be acted upon without the advice and counsel of a qualified legal representation and financial advisors who can evaluate your unique circumstances so with that said let's get started so missy i'm in trouble and i'm starting to explore bankruptcy as an option what kind of actions should i avoid in preparing for this bankruptcy
1: yeah, John. Uh, when this situation presents, it's it's never an easy situation. What you don't want to do is uh, get advice from friends and family that say just do certain things and it'll work out in bankruptcy. You really you really need to be careful uh, in the pre-bankruptcy arena. Um, you don't want to start giving away and transferring assets. Uh, you don 't want to run on credit cards, take on new debt, uh, some people think okay i'll i 'll satisfy you know some creditors by pulling from my four hundred one k or pulling from my retirement again, not something you want to do pre bankruptcy uh, you don 't want to pick and choose which creditors you 're going to pay. Um, there will be podcasts where we 'll discuss this in more detail and, and what this means, but you you really need to be careful. Um, what what you're doing pre-bankruptcy because it may be undone or it may cause other problems for you in the future. Uh, and one of those big things you're looking at is don't forget to file your tax returns. Uh, that's, that's gonna be a big red flag. Um, and you also really just don't wanna do this yourself. This process is is best served when you get uh, other professionals uh, that can help you out, move through, move through the bankruptcy process.
0: Great, so if I'm gonna reach out to a, a consultant What kind of documentation should i get together uh, in order to bring to them before the bankruptcy
1: yeah you know you're going to want to be prepared and you are going to want to show up with that that pile of of information And, and you're thinking bankruptcy so it's obviously financially driven um so that's what you're going to where you're going to want to focus so you're looking at your proof of income you're looking at bank statements tax info mortgage statements other loans you may have car personal Uh, And you also may, you know, you're going to have your credit report to show the situation as you stand that day, what what position you really are and how dire it may be um, for this professional to assist you, because that's going to be relevant um, if you're 30 days behind versus you've been 120 days behind with all your debts. And and flowing from that, you're going to have collection letters. And then just the agreements you have, where it be leases um, and what assets you do have. And if you're in the position, in a fortunate position where legal proceedings have commenced um, against you in any arena, you really want to bring that to your professional, whether it be your uh, legal professional or your uh, financial professional.
0: So I've gathered all the information now and. Uh, I haven't done anything inappropriate before filing, but is there a right time to file? And if so, how will I know when to file?
1: Yeah, I mean that's always a tough question. You, you obviously, you know, if you are in that position, you're gonna know your financial situation best. Um, but the, the key is really not to wait until it's too late um, because you, you may need the relief of the bankruptcy um at a very early point and, and you don't want to be too far into it and, and too much in, in the hole where it's gonna be very difficult to get out. So that that's kind of key. But what, what really you want to do is consult an attorney. You want to consult an accountant because, again, they're going to have that legal side, that unbiased side, and they're going to know uh, sort of what your timing should be and what you should be doing. Um, You're looking at, you know, you're you're at the point of facing facing judgments. Uh, You're you're losing access to credit. You know that that's a situation where you're going to need to take some action. And in recent, um, what we have going on uh, with the pandemic, you know, there's there's legislation that's coming down that uh, may affect what you want to do when because for example, if there's the CARES Act where you're suspending foreclosure and evictions uh, at some point, that may influence what you do when. Again, best suited to talk to professionals, attorneys and accountants that will will really get work that in because again, that can be very complicated, um, the the interaction of that with your personal situation. But you know, the real takeaway from this, don't wait until it's too late to talk to someone uh, to see what you should be doing.
0: That's great. Now, should I start with an accountant? Should I talk to an attorney first? Is there any uh, preference which way I go first?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think you want to be Thinking, what is your situation? If you if you're in a situation where you have your sort of ducks in a row, let's say you know for a lack of better phrase, and your and your books and records are are together and you can easily present that, then I think you're best just going to an attorney and saying, here's what I have. But you know you may need that initial review by an accountant, especially if you're dealing with this accountant for regular purposes, right? You're filing taxes, but they really have a handle on your financial situation. So, you know you can certainly start there. Um, to gather all of that. They're going to be your your go-to to get everything in order and, and package it out for you. Uh, but your attorney really is going to be the one to um, push you through the process and assist you. I shouldn't say push it, assist you through the process as to what you should be doing when. But, um, you know, like I said, individual basis will determine uh, where you kind of want to start with that.
0: And is there any sort of checklist or... Uh that I should be following to make sure that I have everything uh, before I file for bankruptcy?
1: Yeah, so um, you know, the courts have actually done, a, the bankruptcy courts, the federal bankruptcy courts have done a very good job of um, packaging this up nicely so that individuals can can make this process and difficult process a little bit easier. So if you go online and look on websites, uh, whether it be the New Jersey bankruptcy courts, um, I, w- I even was digging around found that, that on New York, uh, bankruptcy courts they they literally will have a checklist so it's, it's something where you know you can just print out and say check check I have it I need this to file and what you're you're preparing is you're preparing the information um, that's going to go on schedules that are going to then be presented it, it ends up being like a, a little packet for the court where it summarizes everything so this information um, as we've discussed before well everything that you gathered for your professional whether it be your accountant or your attorney um, what you've put together you're going to want to include in here and and, you know there's other podcasts we have where we discuss don't overlook anything don't miss assets so you you want to include all of that on these schedules and within these schedules you're also going to have um, a statement of financial affairs and again that's going to be like the sort of summary of it all and it really just captures the recent activity and transactions that you have and like I said, good resource, great res- resource is to go on the bankruptcy court websites, depending on your jurisdiction and your and where you where you sit, where you're at. Um, but they'll give you sort of that checklist and uh, lay it all out for you.
0: Great. Um, now, like I said, I'm in trouble. What kind of costs am I looking at to file bankruptcy? Is is this going to be expensive just to file? I'm already in trouble, as I said.
1: I know, right? You're thinking you're in a situation where you know money is obviously an issue, and now we're going to have to pay more. Um, you know, and, and you're looking statutory imposed are filing fees. So depending on the chapter that you're filing, you're going to have to pay the filing fee to the court. It's the, you know, in the chapter seven and the thirteen, it's in the three hundred range. When you go to an eleven, which would be as discussed in other podcasts, your corporate type, uh, business type filings, you're going to be in the upper rate. You know, you're looking at seventeen hundred dollars in fees. Um, but as we also mentioned already was the idea of, you know, you're going to bring an attorney, you're going to bring in other professionals. So, you you know, you have to weigh that against what your financial resources are. But like I've said before, it's going to be critical to move you, help you get through the process. You know, attorney's fees, you know, if you, if you just do like a general idea of it, they can range from 800 to $5,000 for a simple bankruptcy. But then, you know, there's situations that aren't so simple, um, that you know it may it may be a little bit more uh the cost in doing that. And then you're looking at a situation where if you're doing a chapter, um, you know, if you're a seven, it's going to be pretty much a simple bankruptcy. But you know, if you have multiple sources of income, you have a significant number of creditors, you have other legal actions. Now we talked about that, you get to the point of where you have judgments filed against you. You're trying to address all that. And you have non-dischargeable debts, it could be in the upward range. I mean, you, some sources say it could be up to $5,000. And then the Chapter 11 is a whole other issue with a bankruptcy for a corporate or business entity um, where they're looking at $10,000 at, at almost as a starting point. So while you recognize that it's a tough position to be in already, um I would say, you know, as I've mentioned before, you're, you're looking at this is going to be an investment because you want to navigate this process as smoothly and as, as efficiently as possible. So these costs will be worth it at, at, the, at the front end. And, and really, you know, I, I mentioned this to a colleague and he said to me, well, what's the cost for not filing? You know, that's the real question. What is it going to cost you when you don't file for bankruptcy and you don't have the guidance of a professional?
0: Absolutely. Great point. Um, So you've convinced me I I need to, I need to file. Um, Should I make any agreement or speak to any of my uh, lenders before filing?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a great, it's a great concept to start thinking, okay, you know, how, before I file this, can, can I work this out? Um, There may be a situation depending on your, you know, what you, what your debts are that you may be able to talk to a lender and get some alleviate some of the burdens that are on you and work out some sort of alternate arrangement. Um, The automatic stay once you do file will prevent you from doing all of that. So you need to be careful. And again, we will, with them, we'll discuss this in another podcast about whether or not, you know, you're making preferential payments or, you know, you're picking and choosing your creditors. So you want to steer clear of that type of thing. But if you can work out, um, you know, try to try to keep out of bankruptcy by talking to your lenders, and it's something that's fair and equal to everyone, you know, you should, you should give that a try. Uh, but if your situation is one in which you as an individual or a corporation or business think, I can't work this, you know, then again, we go back to the idea of you need to talk to a professional. They'll guide you, give you advice, whether this can be resolved or bankruptcy may be the only route.
0: So should we get some kind of agreement on the plan then before we file?
1: Yeah, you know, there there is a thing, um, a concept, a thing, a concept uh, that's a prepackaged bankruptcy. So you can come to the bankruptcy court with everything set up um, in terms of what payments are going to be made under the plan. You just, again, as we've discussed, have to watch the preferential payments. Um, you have to watch that because you may make a preferential payment. And as you know discussed in another podcast, you're looking at a callback situation. But once you file for bankruptcy, you do have 120 days to submit a plan. So, you know, this is a time where you can take a lot of the extra costs off the table if something can be worked out.
0: Great. Um, now everyone has to pay taxes. Does that still continue while I'm filing bankruptcy?
1: Yeah, you know, you you would like to say, okay, everything stops, You, you know, you have that automatic stay, you think it freezes everything, but obviously, you know. You know how it is, John. You're going to be paying taxes, so you really want to stay on top of that. You're going to have to pay your taxes even after filing bankruptcy. Um, again, with them in our podcast sessions, we'll address that and, and what that means and how to do that. But you know, don't don't get in a position where you're going to be like, well, automatic stay, automatic stay. You really need to be aware of what that doesn't stay, and certainly filing your taxes is something you're going to need to do after um, filing bankruptcy.
0: I understand i us shift in gears a little bit. As a business owner, if I was filing, what type of items would I have to produce in that situation?
1: Yeah, you know, it, it obviously is going to be a little different because your your assets, your liability, everything, you know, you have a little bit different of a context. Um, but what would really be important for businesses to keep in mind are, you know, your cash flow situation. Because for a bankruptcy, uh, for a business, you're going to have to produce cash flow Um projections, Uh, typically it's like a 13 week projection of what you anticipate coming in and and it's gonna be stress tests. Um, It's gonna be pushed to the limit of whether or not that that is gonna hold true as to whether you can make these payments and and do so under the plan. So um, businesses really should consider consulting a professional, in this case, you're really thinking bringing in the accounting professional because um, this will take it to the next level um, for bankruptcy purposes.
0: Now, uh, I have a couple of personal guarantees on a, on business debt. Is, is How would that be treated in this type of filing?
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's something that, it's really an unfortunate um, area if you get caught up in it because what happens in the business bankruptcy, if that's what you're filing, it's not gonna avoid the personal guarantee. So, you know, business is filing, you're thinking, okay, this is, result. you know, we, we're covered it's not the personal guarantee is a personal obligation and not one of the company so even if you as an individual personally in your personal life may not have an issue with you know any of the the bankruptcy context, not a problem you know making your payments and, and all of that but the business does you still maybe uh have to lead it leads you to filing bankruptcy personally, because you're going to be personally obligated, that business umbrella of bankruptcy will not cover you. So, you know, that's, that's something where you really want to be careful with personal guarantees, because it's an area you don't see coming until it's, it's upon you. And, and you, you know, it's a tough spot to really be in when you're filing a personal bankruptcy as a result.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And with the last question, it's a little bit uh, different than the rest. I've heard my attorney saying we need a stalking horse and i just nodded along but i have no idea what that is can you explain that to me
1: yeah it's, it's, a, it's almost an odd thing you hear you like i've never heard that what does that mean and it's, it's specifically to this context of um you're, you're in a situation where bankruptcy has been filed and you you're going to sell your business so now we start with that premise that you're going to sell your business and the stalking horse actually sets the initial bid um, on the assets of the company and it really just they they do their due diligence, they do the negotiating, and they set the floor of the transaction because they're trying to drive up the price um, for, for the sale, because that's what you ultimately are going to have to do. Now you say, okay, if you're a stalking horse, you know, the party that's the stalking horse, why would you do that? Um, there are incentives. It's it's a system designed that, you know, you're going to get expense reimbursement. You're going to get fees. Um you're going to get certain fees that is you're going to get a favorable bidding position and you may get an exclusivity arrangement so um it's really a way to just move things along and to get the business to sell because nobody wants to be first out, right? Nobody wants to be the first one to set the floor on something and do all their homework in a, in a situation where a company is obviously um, not performing well. So this is, this is a concept that's out there that says, you know what, we need a stalking horse and, the, and this individual um, or party or entity will come in and do that.
0: Great, thank you, Missy, that was really helpful. Uh, and I hope everyone else found the information on pre- pre-bankruptcy planning helpful as well. Uh, should you have any specific questions regarding your unique circumstances, please reach out to a member of our team. Our contact information can be found at Witham.com under the Forensic and Valuation Services. This episode, as well as others in the series, can be found at Witham.com. And thank you for listening to Witham's Perspective Bankruptcy Plus. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll be first in line to hear what's coming next. Don't want to wait for our next episode? Check us out at withum.com. That's W I T H U M.com.